we have before us the opportunity to forge for ourselves and for future generations a new world order, a world where the rule of law, not the law of the jungle, governs the conduct of nations. When we are successful, and we will be, we have a real chance at this new world order, an order in which a credible United Nations can use its peacekeeping role to fulfill the promise and vision of the UN's founders. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Animal Farm. It is Tuesday, February 26th. My name is Ben Miller. I'm hanging here with my friends and potential domestic terrorists, Tony Pack. Hello, Ben. And Python the Soundboard, as Hello. always. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 to 8 Central. That is our new show time. Uh, we'd like to welcome all the Ron Paul Revolution Radio listeners, um, brand new on this network. So welcome to the Animal Farm. Our website is animalfarmshow.com. AOL Instant Message name, if you want to drop us an IM, is Animal Farm Show, all one word. we got a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about the cross-dressing bush judge, concentration camps in the United States, a killer Elmo Val, <laughs> the Trans-Texas Corridor, Bayer Drugs, and tons of other news that you're not going to want to miss. You're listening to the Animal Farm of the We The People Radio Network. You want to be uh, blunt about what is taking place? You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We The People radio network it will be righteous well ben you know me maybe i have a knack for stories that take place in our schools in our country i don't know why maybe it's because uh the children of today or you know the adults of tomorrow maybe that everything we teach in school has some kind of effect we all went to school most of us went to school we realize how influential it can be. So I want to start off the show tonight with one of these school stories. And it is called School Suspends Teens for Wearing Crucifixes. <laughs> now, if this story doesn't generate phone calls off the first hour, I don't know what will. But nevertheless, it happened in our home state here in New York, Albany. A pair of Albany teenagers suspended for gang-related behavior because they were wearing crucifixes. Say they were only wearing gifts that they were given by their mothers. Jamie Salazar, age 14, and his friend Marco Castro, age 16, were suspended from South Albany High School recently after they refused to put away the crucifixes they were wearing around their necks. Salazar said Principal Chris, I'll try to pronounce this one, Chris Equinia, saw his necklace and told him to put it away. The students then asked the principal why, and he said, it's related to gangs. 
That's right, folks. <laughs> the crucifixes, he said, were related to gangs. Salazar said he argued and, yeah, and was sent to the office. Instead, he went home. Later, he received a note saying he had been suspended, Ben, for five days for defiance and gang-related behavior. Castro, a junior, was suspended for three days after refusing to take off a string of milky rosary beads with a crucifix and a tiny picture of the Virgin Mary. We know them as rosary beads, folks. Splattered that, with blood. Yeah, that he was wearing around his neck. Uh, Equonia said religious items are not banned, but as principal, he reserves the right to ask students to remove or cover up any items he feels could indicate gang affliction, even a crucifix. What the <laughs> heck are you guys doing? Trying to ruin my life and make me look like a freaking idiot? Well, if you don't believe it, folks, you know, just Google it. Uh, you know, we're just telling you the news, but it's true. Every week, Ben, it seems like there's another story that comes out of schools, uh, one of our schools, and it, it could be anywhere. It's either New York or Maine or Florida. California or Detroit. You know, I have an article right here. Detroit schools, the graduation rate of Detroit schools, 32%. Whoops. 32%. So that, uh, that, that really goes to show when you got teachers out there worrying about crucifixes and stuff like that rather than uh, <laughs> actual grades and teaching kids. Yeah, well, we all, we all know the education system is failing, and it's failing miserably over the last 10 years especially, and you could see our, our grades and our overall standings dropping, and that's, that's no news. That's been going on for a while. But these stories really, they really just get to me, Ben, because the more, you know, the more and more, and again, it's not a private school. This is a public school, and it's not, you know, uh, not a dress code type thing. And to, to, to absolutely ban rosary beads and to call a crucifix a cult item is just a little bizarre to me, Ben. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really bizarre. And to say it's gang-related, where did he get that from? I wonder where he got that from. You know, I, I guess maybe, you know, maybe he's trying to keep the standard the same. Maybe if someone came in there and had a, you know, a Nazi T-shirt, he'd have to say, well, you can't wear that because it's a gang-related item. I don't know, Ben, and I'm, oh, not compar- I'm not comparing the two. I don't agree with what the principal did at all. Um, you know, a crucifix should be worn. It's freedom of speech and freedom of religion, more importantly. So. Yeah. Uh, it's called the divine intervention. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but like you said, Ben, we have a lot of news tonight. Concentration camps, this is an ever-looming issue, and I, I, I've been turning sort of a blind eye towards it. Even I wouldn't believe it at first, but the more I researched it over the past couple of days and the more stories that are really now mainstream i mean we're talking mainstream news now yeah we're uh, talking about we're talking about public contracts going out to Halliburton and stuff like that. I mean, you know, for op- billions of dollars <laughs> building concentration camps here in the United States. Openly saying this now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's hard to think about the, you know, the idea of our government building concentration camps through FEMA for us, for, you know, c- citizens and civilians, if, if I will uh, use that word. But, you know, we have a lot of... Absolutely. And, and I don't want to beat this clip to death, but it's so important that we play this clip, and we're going to play it as much as possible, because it's important for you, the listeners, who do still have doubts about the idea that our government for years now, but let's just say the last couple of years, has really seriously been thinking about how to handle civilians, and that's when the word is appropriately used, because they think of us as civilians during an emergency, and it doesn't have to be a terrorist attack, it could be a flu pandemic, it could be a a weather-related issue or, you know, emergency. Just as long as the president says so. Yeah, and again, I don't want to beat this clip to death, but it's important that we know that these news clips are, have been out there, and they are talking about this. They're even talking about using the clergy to quell dissent. we got to play it again. Will that ever become a reality in America? Some fear any nuclear, biological, or chemical attack on U.S. territory might trigger just that. NSK's Late News 12 Jeff Farrell discovered the clergy would help the government with potentially their biggest problem. Us. From my cold, dead hands. 
Charlton Heston's famous declaration captures a truly American value, the overarching desire to protect our freedoms. But gun confiscation is exactly what happened during the state of emergency following Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans. U.S. troops also arrived, something far easier to do even now thanks to last year's elimination of the 1878 Posse Comitatus Act. That forbid U.S. troops from policing on American soil. If martial law were enacted here at home, like depicted in the movie The Siege, easing public fears and quelling dissent would be critical. And that's exactly what the clergy response team, as it's called, helped accomplish in New Orleans. Uh, Jeff, the primary thing that we say to anybody is just cooperate and get this thing over with, and then we'll settle the differences once the crisis is over. Such clergy response teams would walk a tightrope between the needs of the government versus the wishes of the public. In a lot of cases, these clergy would already be known in the neighborhoods in which they're helping to defuse that situation. For the clergy, one of the biggest tools that they will have in helping calm the public down or obey the law is the Bible itself, specifically Romans, Romans 13. Because the government is established by the Lord. You know, and, uh, and that's what we believe in the Christian faith. That's what's stated in the scripture. Civil rights advocates believe the amount of public cooperation may depend largely on how long they expect the suspension of their rights might last. Jeff Farrell, KSLA News 12 reporting. What irony in America today where we have crucifixes being labeled as cult items and gang-related objects and then they're therefore being banned in schools. And again, this was in New York. And then we have openly the media talking about using clergymen, clergywomen, you know, people of the, the cloth, shall we say, to Ben. Quell dissent. To quell dissent. If there's an emergency, it's, 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 it's beyond Orwellian at this point, and we have more articles regarding this, and I want to talk about it later on, but I just wanted to, you know, wet the taste buds at this point. That this is really being talked about now. Now, yeah. it's not conspiracy theory anymore. People since 1996 have been talking about it. You know Alex Jones has been covering this for many, many years in many, many of his films and documentaries, and now... It's not conspiracy theory anymore. It's being talked about. So all the people who doubted it, I don't know what to tell you. Do your own research or don't, or just don't believe it. Well, maybe all the people that doubted it will uh, will get uh, the picture once we read these executive orders on air, which we're going to do again. We've done it like a hundred times, but I don't care if we sound like a broken record here. Go people ahead. need to know this stuff. I mean, I mean, I, we were we were talking about wet, wedding taste buds, so we'll, we'll come back to that later, and we'll read these executive orders. They are repetition works, Ben. We know we know repetition works from our own uh, politicians. Yeah. In my line of work, you've got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in. Absolutely. And while uh, you keep repeating things, George Bush, I got this is another just, I mean, Bush just hits it every, every week on the head. Every single week, there's another Bush article that comes out just gets more bizarre and bizarre. A lot of controversy now surrounding the surveillance law renewal. We all have been hearing about this, but... Yeah, I got to quote Bush here. Bush urges governor's appearance to lobby for terror surveillance law renewal, which is the article out of Fox News, actually out of the AP, beg your pardon. President Bush on Monday lobbied again for an intelligence law allowing government eavesdropping on phone calls and emails as the tone of the dispute between the White House and Congress over terror surveillance grew increasingly sharp. Here's the quote from George Bush. To put it bluntly, if the enemy is calling into America... We really need to know what they're saying, and we need to know what they're thinking, and we need to know who they're talking to. <laughs> Bush said this at the start of his annual meeting with the nation's governors at the White House. This is more from Bush. This is a different kind of struggle than we've ever faced before. It's essential that we understand the mentality of these killers. That's what 
your president, George Bush, said at this meeting. The law in question targets foreign terrorist threats and allows eavesdropping on communications involving people in the U.S. so long as those people are not in, intended to focus our target of the surveillance itself. The latest version of the legislation expired on February 16th, and the rules reverted to those outlined in the 30-year-old Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or mostly known as FISA. God, I love freedom. That's yeah, right. We all do freedom. love freedom. I have this article that's in conjunction with that, where he's saying there's no compromise on phone Im immunity spy bill. So he's saying he's not compromising whatsoever um, on these phone companies getting liability protection. Now, what are they getting protection from? Well, that's the thing, Ben. This whole issue, ever since it came out, I I've been scratching my head, and, and admittedly, I'm, I'm a little confused. Ultimately, what I'm getting out of this whole situation now is the actual telecommunications companies they're kind of, at this point, they're unsure of what course of action to take. Cause it seems like the administration is saying to them, you're going to keep doing this as long as we want you to, even though now the bill hasn't passed. The bill is suspended at this point or it's still being reviewed. So I think the telecommunications companies are saying, hey, what's going on? What are we supposed to do? The administration is telling us one thing, but at the same time, the bill hasn't passed. So what are we supposed to do? And, uh, you, know, you know, give us a call. Absolutely. one eight 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 two zero two one nine eight four. This whole thing is just bizarre, and you know, the more we talk about what the government's trying to do with you, for you, and uh, to you, in the event of a martial law type uh, environment, oh yeah. absolutely, and you know, in, in cases of emergency, you know, we think about all these things, and then we hear that you know, the terrorists are calling into America. Of course, they're calling in. Yet they're calling in their their bomb threats. <laughs> you know, the borders the borders are wide open, and I don't have to preach to you. You guys, most of listening on AMNF, you're in Texas. You know what I'm talking about. The borders are not secure, but we have to make sure we intercept phone calls coming into the country. None of this makes any sense. And we also have to go on the trains, and we have to check your bags with bomb-sniffing dogs, and we have to pull you over at checkpoints, Nazi-style yeah. checkpoints. We have to do all that stuff for your protection, but uh, we leave the borders wide open in the southern states. I'm as guilty as charged. I mean, I've bashed Bush for the past two weeks, which we rarely ever bash Bush, Ben. We're not that type of show. should bash Bush more. <laughs> well, we're really not that type I mean, of show. Yeah. You know, we're not going to place all the emphasis of what's going on and responsibility on George Bush, but at the same time, I mean, this man is literally speaking at a second-grade level. The enemy is calling into America. We really need, need to know what they're saying. It's we like need, he's getting dumber or we something. Need, we need to know what they're thinking. I mean, what the hell kind of logic is this? This is absurd. This it's is absolutely it's absurd. It's simplistic. It's simplistic, and it, and it caters to the lowest common denominator in the United States. It's it's very sad, and, and if people keep falling for it, we're, we're screwed. Yeah, and on top of I all... I see Laura beginning to grimace a little bit. She said, he's getting awfully windy. <laughs> he certainly is getting windy, and on top of all these issues, and on top of all this just ridiculous nonsense you hear about these stories and we have more stories of you know police brutality and we have more stories of surveillance and illegal wiretapping and i wanted to do a follow-up uh, follow-up audio here last week we covered the woman who literally got the hell beat out of her she she was uh, arrested on a dui charge i'll play some of this audio and um this male cop in the room, you know, she was not cooperating, granted, but she wasn't assaulting the cop. She wasn't necessarily resisting arrest. He beat her, Ben, within an inch of her life, and she was lying in a pool of her own blood. And then claimed she fell or something. They claim that she like fell. A, yeah, just, just, like like a, just, like if, yeah, just like if you want to lie to your mother when you're sick. No, mother. No, I fell off my bike, I swear. Again, as a routine accident, but when it was over, a Shreveport woman was lying in a pool of blood at the Shreveport Police Department. And the police officer who had been with her wound up being fired. KTBS 3's Chrissy Coyle joins us tonight with more on this story you'll see only on 3. Chrissy, this was all caught on videotape. 
Well, Jody, at least some of it was, but a lot of this case revolves around what wasn't caught on tape. We want to caution you, some of the video you're about to see is very graphic. After Angie Garbarino had a wreck, Shreveport police took her in on suspicion of DWI. As this video shows, she was very argumentative. You're not going to let me call you guys. You're not going to let me call you guys. No, I need to call you guys. We have some rules we need to follow. We need some rules, and I have rules. Officer Wiley Willis was required to read her her rights, but Garbarino was insistent on making a phone call. Okay, so again, to be fair here, she is, you know, she's not cooperating with the officer. She's not being violent any stage here, but she's not cooperating. You have got to let me call somebody. No, I am calling you. You can't not let me call somebody. All right, so the cop then attempts to, you know, put the cuffs on her. He does so. She's getting all upset now, and all of a sudden, the camera stops, and the, you know, the footage itself is just, you know, eliminated, and then next thing you know, you see her with a pool of blood all over the room. We'll be right back, and we're going to cover this and a lot more on the Animal Farm radio show. Just stay tuned. Dr. Catherine Albright. I've got a hot tip if you'd like to save money when you travel. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com, your one-stop travel agent. Whether you're visiting relatives this Christmas, attending a convention, or just eager to trade the winter blues for an umbrella on a tropical beach, the Bannister Travel Group provides convenient online access to the finest travel and lodging choices available and at competitive rates. Check out their website and compare. I'm betting they can save you money when you book your next trip. And would you like to make money when others travel? View the presentation at BannisterTravelGroupInc.com to see how. Then check out TravelProInsider.com and TravelProIncome.com to learn more about this terrific opportunity. The Bannister Travel Group proudly sponsors Joe Bannister's Freedom Above Fortune radio show and hopes you'll consider them as your one-stop travel resource to arrange your next trip or help you pursue your own opportunities in the travel industry. BannisterTravelGroupInc.com. Visit them today. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. 
Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the new world order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to BraveNewBookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about BraveNewBookstore.com. Great host. Great topics. Free speech at its best. This is We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We left off with the horrific uh, beating, which is just following many other incidents of the uh, the woman. Her name is Angela Garbarino, age 42. And we just wanted to play the rest of the clip here. But uh, she was, you know, she was booked on her DUI, and she was non-cooperative with the officer. The officer then turned off the camera, and uh, before you know it, when the camera gets turned back on, the poor woman is lying on the floor, on her back, and there's a pool of blood literally the size of her. It's I don't know. She lost a lot of blood. I'm not sure how much, but... As well as teeth. She lost teeth. She lost teeth, too, Ben? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like the Hope Steffi case. This is terrible. But the, the one point I wanted to make before I play the rest of the clip is this. Again, we're not trying to bash cops, and we realize that the more these types of incidents happen, the more attention they're going to get. For, the, for no other reason than, you know, the Hope Steffi incident got a lot of web hits. It got a lot of YouTube hits. You know, these stories are terrible, but you know what? They sell, and I think when they happen, this is my opinion, uh, you're going to hear more of it. It's just the following suit, and I have one to follow it. She's in the room at this point. Are you serious? He cuffs her. Oh, my God. He knows. Now, again, the other question I have with this whole incident is, why is there a male cop in a room with a female who's been booked on DUI? I mean, read her her rights and let a female deal with this. What's the deal? This can only lead to problems. Did he start searching her? I mean, because that's, that's the rule, right? Yeah, I don't think he started searching. Nothing, again, then, we don't know. The camera was turned off. And the next thing you know, she's lying in her own pool of blood. So, At this point, the officer did not take her to jail, and things got worse. I have a right to call somebody right now and know that. Is it on the record? It's good. No, I don't want to. Don't touch me up here. Garbarino later got up to leave. Get away from me! Get away from me! Get away from me! Seconds later, the officer stops the tape. It's not known what happened while the tape was off, but when it comes back on, Garbarino is lying on the floor in a pool of blood. Lay down. Lay down. Don't move. 
Another officer comes in to look at Garbarino, then walks out. Garbarino's lawyer says she suffered a broken nose, a severe cut on the forehead, two broken teeth, and bruises on her arms and shoulder. Attorney Ron Machota says Garbarino was not driving drunk that night. As to what happened at the police station, he says, quote, the whole situation could have been avoided if the officer had followed procedure. Yeah, well, you know what? That's the story. That's the, always the story. This, this is the same yeah. thing over and over and over again. If officers just follow the policy of their district or, you know, of their state, none of this stuff would happen because it's not policy to beat the hell out of a woman or a man, for that matter. You don't do that. Uh, as an officer, you don't, of the, even, you don't even beat the crap out of a murderer. That just you don't do you know, it. That you got caught. You know, you, you don't even do that, man. That's and this was just to clarify. This was in the same police station where they dumped that quadriplegic man. I don't think this was the same place. I, there, I know there was another incident where a woman get, she got wrestled to the ground. I don't think it was as bad. I'm not sure if this is the same one, Ben. That's a good point. No, we talked about that last week, and uh, we're kind of repeating ourselves here. But yeah, I mean, and again, it is. they got to get their crap. Together. Well, yeah, and, and we and we understand that we're going to hear more about these things the more they happen because you've exposed one issue, you're going to expose ten more. And not to beat a dead horse, I mean, if you really want to be sick, folks, just just Google Angelita Garbarino, G-A-R-B-A-R-I-N-O, and Angela's the first name. The, the the picture of this woman, Ben, is, is horrible, and it's really not for the the weak stomach. Uh, she looks like a raccoon. She got the hell beaten out of her. She looks like the girl from The Exorcist. She really has. Yeah, she was, it's, after it she might was be for like 45 minutes. It might be worse than that, Ben. I'll tell you, this, this, the picture's horrifying, and this woman did not fall. Okay, you don't get two tremendous black eyes, a broken nose, and scars all over your face from falling. Not unless you fall on, you know, I, I don't even know what you could fall on to do that. So he beat the hell out of her, and he stopped the camera. So I think the good news is that this officer was fired. I think the bad news is that there's not criminal charges being brought up because we have to stop this. This can only lead to fueling martial law. When the public is against the cops, when the public's against the police officers, and when the enemy of the state becomes the people, like I always say, that's when martial law begins. We cannot let that happen. We have to be one. We have to work with police officers. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. And and got a, a, a an I am here from Sarah who had made a good point that you know, um, you get you get you get a charged with canine brutality for swearing at a police dog, or you know the Michael Vick thing where you know of he beat the crap out of a dog and hung a dog and tortured a dog and stuff like that, and uh, he didn't and he got into the trouble. But you know, the guy beats a woman and it's not so much of a big deal. You know? That's a great point. I mean, the bottom line is you know we've all watched the Animal Planet from one time or another, and we've all seen that show where you know the people who just abuse their pets, which is terror. It's terrible. You know, I'm an yeah, animal. Yeah, article right here, Fox News. Florida man charged with animal cruelty for shouting obscenity at a police dog. <laughs> no way. you got to be kidding me. Yes, way. Oh, well, of course, because police dogs are people. That's but... the headline, no! folks, if you want to look it up. Well, and if it doesn't make matters any better or any worse, prison officials examined strip searches, which were caught on video at California Women's Prison. So, again, hey, baby. that's right. Countrywide, this is happening. Sacramento, California. Uh, California corrections officials on Friday said they are investigating whether guards at a Southern California prison improperly watched video of female inmates being strip searched. So at least they got one thing right. At least the females were being strip searched by females this time. But unfortunately, the guys who couldn't find a, a bowl game on or some basketball, well, you just got to watch the female inmates being strip searched. The investigation arose after the husband of an inmate during a visit earlier this month 
noticed about six male and female guards gathered around a video monitor. Excuse me, I made that mistake. Oh, this is sick. <laughs> this is sick. So it's like snuff. So snuff these though. these police officers, dare I use the, the term, because they're not police officers. These are sick pigs. Males and females, the guards, gathered around a video monitor in the reception area for prison visitors. So, yeah, so they were guards, whatever. Black and white monitors showed female guards searching woman in a nearby room typically used for visitation. Uh, under corrections department rules, strip searches are to be performed in private <laughs> and are not allowed to be watched on a video monitor. Well, you know, duh. I mean, <laughs> you think? I mean, really, I didn't, I didn't. I never knowed that. I mean, come on, please. When is this going to stop? What example are we setting? And uh, I don't know, Ben. Maybe we have to, you know, amend the way that we view these people, when they come in, maybe start having, you know, better background searches and, on how to become a police officer or, or, or a prison guard. What is going on? Yeah. This has to come to an end. This no, has to come to an crazy. end. It's crazy. I'm getting IMs like crazy from our, uh, from our interns here in the, the studio, and they're just <laughs> sending me articles left and right. Father calls strip searches at uh, NL Youth Jail abusive. Uh, father says his teenage son was inappropriately touched during what he described as one of numerous unnecessary strip searches he endured at a Newfoundland youth jail. So... It's just, it's systemic, and it's all over the place, everywhere. Yeah. And, and I'm a cop, you idiot. That's right. You know, <laughs> we understand. We understand that, you know, with the, the Baltimore cop who beat up the kid with a skateboard, we understand the Hope Steffi case, which we're obviously trying to keep a close eye on at this point. We understand that these stories are going to provoke more stories. And because uh, of the popularity of the stories game, we talked about it last week, Ben, that, you know, other people who were violated, many of them at the same prisons or the same uh, organizations, they're going to come forward. And we're going to hear more of these before we hear less. And I think I, we all agree on that. Um, yeah, again, we just have to we have to start you know not rewarding but encouraging people that are coming forward and, and whistleblowing this type of stuff. Yeah. We have to tell them you know we have to let them know that it's okay to come forward and you know we got your back. We're always going to try to put public attention on this type of stuff and uh, and and let you get your 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 fair say in and on what's going on. Regards. Yes. Yeah. I mean you know God forbid we just take other, take care of the problems here at home. I know that's blas blasphemous thinking in a lot of places, but don't be so selfish. Tony. That's right. I mean so many issues here, right here at home, right here in America. So many problems that we have to start fixing now. Yesterday, maybe ten years ago, and they're just getting worse and worse and worse. And I don't know what we're going to do about this. Uh, I have a couple of ideas, but give us a call. Let us know what you think. Eight 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 two zero two. One nine eight four. We got plenty to talk about tonight at the Animal Farm, but we got to start getting some dialogue. We need a national dialogue about this, and I tell you, I think this is even important enough to be talking about uh, with these debates. But I think you know, why aren't our politicians discussing this? We need harmonious uh, interaction between police officials and and you know, countrymen, country women. So when we get back, we're going to talk, unfortunately, about the concentration camps a bit more. We got some more news coming out of Infowars.net and the San Francisco Chronicles. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. Show on We the People Radio Network. What do these so-called Republican frontrunners for president support? Amnesty for illegal aliens like liberals? Out of control spending like the Democrats? Nation building overseas? Wasn't that Bill Clinton's policy? Flip-flopping on the issues? What's Republican about any of that? The real Republican is Ron Paul. The Republicans are losing because they did not keep their promise to end big government at home and nation building overseas. 
My record is different. Yes, Ron Paul's record is different. Ron Paul has never voted for a tax increase or an unbalanced budget. Ron Paul voted against amnesty for illegal aliens. Ron Paul voted against nation building overseas. Ron Paul follows the Constitution, not the lawyers, not the lobbyists, not the latest poll. Learn more about Ron Paul, the real Republican running for president. Go to ronpaul2008.com. That's ronpaul2008.com. This is Ron Paul, candidate for president, and I approve this message. This message brought to you by grassroots efforts to elect Ron Paul. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today, call James at 360-906-8369 or email gunpartsguy at hotmail.com. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at gunpartsguy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Jack Blood. Catch Deadline Live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Central. Monday through Friday. Right here on We the People Radio Network. WTPR. AnimalFarmShow.com is the website. If you want to drop us an AOL instant message, Animal Farm Show, all one word. Phone in. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Phone in number is 888-202-1984. Again, that's 888-202-1984. We want to welcome uh, aboard some people to our staff. We have uh, we have Mike, our producer, who's basically like a Nazi and cracking the whip. Making <laughs> sure that we're making sure that we're on top of stuff. And make sure we have our uh, two two new interns, uh, Sarah and Maggie. So. Um, Say hello to them as hello, well. Hello, hello, hello. Um, hey, baby. <laughs> and, we were, and then we were uh, we were going to get into something else. What were we going to get into, Tony? Oh uh, well, uh, you know the news is bad. Uh, concentration camps, Ben. And again, this is just a touchy subject, but it's really happening, folks. It's Make true. no mistake about it. I have all the executive orders here. 
Um, <laughs> read, them, read them nice and slowly so that people get the information. Okay. This is not a laughing matter. Okay, Executive Order 10990 allows the government to take over all modes of transportation and control of highways and seaports. 10995 allows the government to seize and control communication media. So if there's ever a national emergency, we could expect some thug-booted, uh, you know, feds to come in here, kick down the door, and take over our yeah. station. No! That'll be the end. Yes. 10997 allows the government to take over all electrical power, gas, petroleum, fuels, and minerals. 10998 allows the government to take over all food resources and farms. 10 or 11,000 allows the government to mobilize civilians into work brigades under government supervision. Allows the government to take over all health, education, and welfare functions. 11,002 designates the postmaster general to operate a national registration of all persons. 1103 allows the government to take over all airports and aircraft, including commercial aircraft. So that's just a couple of them. <laughs> I have a whole webpage just filled with these, uh, with these nightmarish executive orders. Uh, just, uh, just a horrible situation. This is, this is FEMA. This is the Federal Emergency Management. Management administration that uh, bundled, bungled up everything in uh, New Orleans and ended up killing two or three thousand people there. So. Yeah. Unless we forget the HR one nine five five and HR one nine five nine, all these bills. Just you know, it's listen. It's all for your protection. Don't worry. You know, don't let us get you to scare. But uh, sleep. Yeah, and if you, okay. Absolutely. And if if you don't want to listen to us, fine. That's cool. But um, what about former congressman? Thank you, Pyeth. <laughs> Wake up, Pyeth. Coffee's on the on the table there. Former congressman warns of martial law camps in America. I don't know. I, I, we have to talk about this, Ben. I mean, this is something that's so important. Check it out of the San Francisco Chronicle. Steve Watson covered it, and I'll read some of his and some of the quotes from the Chronicle itself. An article co-written by a former congressman and carried by the San Francisco Chronicle has gained much attention recently as it shines light on a coordinated federal government program to build detention camps at undisclosed locations within the United States. Since 9-11 and seemingly without a notice of most Americans, the federal government has assumed the authority to institute martial law, arrest a wide swath of dissidents, citizen and non-citizen alike, and detain people without legal or constitutional recourse in the event of an emergency influx of immigrants in the United States or to support the rapid development of new programs. This is all Louis Seeler, former Congressman Dan Hamburg uh, of the Watchdog Group. And if you want to check out more of the information, Voice of the Entertainment Incorporated, which is, uh, I guess their mission here is stated, is to educate the public regarding the transfer of public trust assets into private, mostly corporate hands. Nice. If that's not fascism, Ben, then I don't know what the hell fascism is. Awesome. This is illegal, you know. Mm -hmm. Absolutely illegal. There are over 600 prison camps in the United States. And uh, you, you just go online, you can do a Google search, and you get the location for, uh, for many of those prison camps. And go check them out for yourself if you don't believe us. And also, while you're at it, Google Rex 84. Rex 84 is very... Uh, very eye-opening. Yeah, you know, the other thing, too, Ben, is we've been doing the show for a decent amount of time. We have not had one person ultimately call in our show and disagree, and that's, I'm calling for that. I want people to challenge us, and I want to know what people are thinking, uh, because ultimately, I have trouble believing this. Even though I know the government, I know how corrupt the government is, and I've read and I've seen plenty of videos and read documents. 
but ultimately it's still hard to digest that they would be doing concentration camps and have bus with shackles on them. Yeah, it's, which still, is not- like, it's still in my head where I'm, where I'm just, I, I still can't believe it, but the evidence is right in front of you. you got pictures, you got video, you got everything. And what more do you, you need? Possibly need? Yeah, what do you need? You, yeah. need to, you need to go there for yourself, I guess. I mean, yeah. And, I, and I, it's really, you know, I... It is a very big picture for me, and I, I look at it, and I still don't believe it. And just like you were saying, I just still don't believe it sometimes. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's one thing, you know, in 1996, you, everybody who talked about this, oh, they were tinfoil hat wearers. Okay. And then in the year 2000, 2001, after 9-11, you had the Alex Joneses really pushing it, to, you know, bringing up documents, talking about evidence, and they're conspiracy nuts or whack jobs or conspiracy theorists. But now you have mainstream articles, and the article even goes on to say, um, beginning in 1999, the government has entered into a series of single bid contracts with Halliburton subsidiary Kellogg Brown and Root KBR to build detention camps at undisclosed locations within the United States. The government has also I mean but this is this is your this is your country folks. This is your country. It's our country. The government has also contracted with several companies to build thousands of rail cars, some reportedly equipped with shackles ostensibly to transport detainees. Now, if you want to couple that with the Homegrown Terrorism Prevention Act, uh, Bill 1955 and then Bill 1959, it just, you know, it all comes together, and there's the puzzle. The pieces of the puzzle are together, Ben. And if anybody's, you know, people that are really into this movement and really understand this information, that they hear Kellogg, Brown, and Root, and that really just gives them the cringes because <laughs> Kellogg, Brown, and Root is very famous for their Nazi connections and their connections with the uh, with the Bushes. Especially Prescott Bush, Bush's grandfather, yeah. um, who who actually provided a quarter of Hitler's steel manufacturing during World War II. Another one that's uh, another you know fact that you know listen, it is a fact. You can look it up. You can prove it. Uh, another one that's hard to believe, but you know, and, and and not to make the whole show just a downtrodden thing, but you know, again, this has to be addressed. We have to figure out. What the best way to convince our family members, our friends, and our communities, more importantly, our neighbors, more importantly, about these issues. This is not a joke anymore. It's not enough to sit in your living room and watch your football games, and it's not enough to sit around and pretend that it doesn't exist. It's not going to do you any good to sit there and pretend that none of this is going on, and that you are somehow exempt because what? Because you live in New York, and that could never happen in New York, or because or you live in California, and it's a different, different state? This is going on countrywide. This is not a joke anymore. And if fine, you can call me crazy. I don't really care if you believe me or not. And Ben, I'm sure I can speak for you the same way. This is what's going on. Prove me wrong and call me and tell me. 888-202-1984. But, you know, it's time to wake up, folks. It's time to wake up right now and take it, you know, from a 26-year-old's mouth. I don't really care if you believe me or not. Prove me wrong. Don't believe me. In fact, I hope you don't listen to a damn word I say. Because <laughs> it's not about you listening to me. I am insignificant at this point. You need to figure out what's going on for yourself. You've got to protect your family, and you've got to protect your friends, and you've got to take precautions. We will not let this happen. Well, it's crazy, man. It's crazy when you go to work, and you have a 9-to-5 type of thing, and you're just worrying about coming home and cleaning your house and making sure everything's good, and you want to you wanna go out in the club, you want to get laid, you want to do this, you know, you want to get drunk and whatnot like that. And that's all good and everything, but once you look at things in a... It, it, if you look at the world in a way and understand that this world is much bigger than you, 
and there are things that are going on that affect your lives in, in ways that you can't even imagine. You know? Right, yeah, way bigger. And and you know, you're you're thinking about these small things in your life and your job and your career and your home and stuff like that. But these these things are being controlled by forces that are much larger than yourself. Yeah, and and listen, I'll, I'm, you can call me a hypocrite, and I'll admit it. I love football. I love baseball. I love sports. I love entertainment. I love watching movies. I love wasting time. And I party like anybody else in the world. I love going yeah. out to bars. And Amen, I, love I do too. Hanging out with my friends with Ben, ben and I and Pyeth. We love hanging out, going out to bars, drinking. I mean, listen, we, we enjoy doing that. But at the same time, you got to put your priorities straight. And the more and more you think about these things and, and you watch the media, the more you, you, you read articles like this one out of the Fox News. Susan Estrich, First Amendment abuse. And, and the article is insignificant. What, what makes me quiver and what I think is important about the article is just the first paragraph. Listen to this. Again, this is Susan Estrich. Maybe there should be an asterisk in the First Amendment's protection of the freedom of the press, making the point that most of us who are parents of teenagers do on a regular basis, that freedom is not simply a privilege, but also a responsibility, that just because you have it doesn't mean you need to push its limits much less abuse it. Shut up. No, that, that's what she said. I emailed her, Ben. Every time I email someone, they rarely get back to me. But oh. I did Shut e- up! You shut 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 up! Shut up! You shut up! Oh, shut up! <laughs> All the cuss words in the world ain't gonna make me feel any better at this point, Ben. But asterisk next to the first amendment. Asterisk, yeah. It. But, but what, what, what really strikes me more is that <laughs> this she's making the assumption, or she's stating that freedom is a privilege, and ultimately, because the article is about the first amendment, that the first amendment is a privilege, and we all know it's not a privilege; it's a right. No. That's right. So I emailed her very nicely and cordially and said, yes, come on the animal farm. We'd love to hear what you have to say. You know, I want to, I want to lure people in at this point. I want to find out what's going on. In the middle of the lynching mob. 888-202-1984, folks. We get, when we get back, eventually we're going to be talking about the cross-dressing bush judge. So stay tuned. We'll be back momentarily, folks. Listen to the animal farm. I'll be right back. Don't you go dying on me. Government is best, which governs least. Wake up and smell the fascism. Being in government means never having to say you're sorry. What part of unconstitutional do you not understand, George? In today's world full of tyranny and injustice, sometimes it seems the only thing we still have is our freedom of speech. Exercise your freedom of speech by purchasing your choice of hundreds of different Liberty Stickers, from humorous to serious, at LibertyStickers.com. LibertyStickers.com can even customize your own bumper stickers. It's time to stand up for what you believe. Invest in your freedom. Get your stickers at LibertyStickers.com for your family, friends, and community. Go to LibertyStickers.com or call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. And express your freedom of speech today. Call 877-873-9626. That's 877-873-9626. Now you and your friends and family can enjoy the sweetest, cleanest drinking water anytime, even while traveling, camping, at sporting events, or in emergency situations. The Berkey Light removes bacteria, cysts, 
parasites, and harmful chemicals to below detectable levels. It reduces nitrates and unhealthy minerals like lead and mercury, yet leaves in the nutritional minerals your body needs. The Berkey Light is so powerful, it can purify raw, untreated water from remote sources. The optional PF2 filter even removes fluoride. The Berkey Light has a rechargeable LED lighting system and an elevated base for use in places other than a countertop. To get your Berkey system, please visit We the People Radio Network at WTPRN.com and click the Berkey banner or call 512-646-6444. That's WTPRN.com or call 512-646-6444. You can get justice. If you've been railroaded by the system, there is something you can do. I'm Randy Kelton from The Rule of Law on We the People Radio Network. At our new seminar, we'll demonstrate our techniques to enforce due process. Every step the jackbooted police and corrupt courts take is horrendously illegal. Whatever the details of your case, when public officials violate law, they disqualify themselves and the prosecution. We will show you what crimes they routinely commit as a matter of policy. We will provide step-by-step remedies to get your case thrown out. You'll receive a CD containing examples of every document you need and a practice guide. Just fill in the blanks and file. If you've paid thousands to an attorney, we'll show you what he should have done and how to make him wish he had. Our next seminar is on March the 1st, 2008 at Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. We start at 10 a.m. and we'll go until they throw us out. Reserve your place at ruleoflawradio.com. News, politics, cover-ups. Government corruption. You're listening to We the People Radio Network. WTPRN. Animalforumshow.com. Phone in to call in 888-202-1984. If you want to drop us an AOL instant message, this is Animal Farm Show. All one word. We're going to be taking some phone calls here. Anthony in New Jersey, you're up. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> how are you? That's funny. I didn't even tell anyone my name. <laughs> <laughs> really? How did that happen? Hello? Really? It's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> We're watching you, Anthony. Yeah. This is the NSA, dude, Anthony. You guys are great. I, Thank I you. just uh, I just clicked this on and I was listening, and I was looking at your site, and uh, you got a great site, man. I mean, your website. Thank you very much. Is Dang it. Thank you. I mean, it's very similar to the uh, the idea that I was looking at doing, uh, but you guys already did it. Awesome, man. Fantastic. Well, join the forum. Sign up and uh, post some stuff. We're, we're looking for articles, and we want people to get involved into the show. So, Yeah, I just posted something. Uh, I'm involved in um, trying to promote uh, something for Ron Paul, uh, the revolution, actually. It's a uh, ringside revolution. It's, uh, we're trying to sponsor a fighter. Excellent. Give, give, give us a promo. Any any websites to promote there? Yeah, yeah. www.ringsiderevolution.com. And, nice. Uh, nice. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, that's why it's on the soundboard. 
So, uh, so Tony in New Jersey, listen, oh, listen, fellow Anthony's here. What are your thoughts on Ron Paul? Because I've been getting a lot of emails and instant messages, and I've had, actually had a lot of open discussions about Ron Paul. And obviously, the nominee for Republicans seems pretty bleak, but ob- the new goal right now is to keep his congressional seat. So, uh, give us your thoughts on that. And, wh- you know, a lot of people have been asking me, oh, you know, well, what is he going to do now? Why doesn't he run as a liberal or ind- independent? And I tell them the story that, you know, you can't lose a con- congressional seat because of how important it is. I think that um, he's a lot smarter than uh, than even we can understand at this point because I think he had to come out and say that he's going to be in uh, the Republican Party and, uh, you know, he had to protect his seat, you know. Absolutely. And so he's doing exactly what he had to. So, And he uh, pretty much told us in, the, um, in his message, you know, he's like a lot of things are going to happen after March 4th. And he said that, you know, some things are going to happen that are going to change the election. And, you know, so I've been sitting back and I've been seeing, like, you know, McCain's getting rattled left and right. And now supposedly he can only spend another four million bucks or something like that. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. Um, the other thing, too, is, I mean, there are some powers that be that really don't want him around. So, I mean, he could also be, you know, trying to save his own life. You know, by laying low. Maybe so. Uh, you know, because Kennedy tried to change the uh, system back in 1963. He made the uh, United States note, which was backed yep. by $5 billion worth of silver. And uh, shortly after that, you know, he got he got whacked. And that was Executive Order 11110, which is still in effect. It's never been repealed. So all we need is a president to step in there and say, okay, I'm going to, you know, to Executive Order 11110, and boom. And you know, sure enough, all the private banks, Tony, mark me if I'm wrong, but all the private banks after that collected all that money back that was sold in those bonds, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, uh, I think it's 1%, I think, might still be in circulation or something like that, but the Federal Reserve notes, just LBJ took over, and that was it. Bye-bye. And that, that whole system went to crap, and, you know, we went to war and, you know, all that stuff, so. All right, Tony. Well, listen. Uh, you know, the, this stuff. They, I mean, these people. They, they got patience. They, uh, you know, the people. You know, this goes all the way back to the Rothschild. Yeah, they are absolutely the Rothschild, sick by the way, means red shield. <laughs> I know it's unbelievable it, when you when you look at the people, the Rothschilds, you know, and you look at all the elite, and then all of a sudden their names. You got Chertoff means I am the devil. Is that correct? When you told me that, I think a while ago. Devil son or something. Oh my God! <laughs> unbelievable. Well, Anthony, thanks for the call once again. RingsideRevolution.com. We appreciate those calls. We want people to get involved, and we just simply don't have the information. All of you out there, the listeners, you're the activists. You're the ones who can make the difference because you are the community. So thanks for the call. And uh, the more the better at this point. Once again, the call-in number is 888-202-1984. And, uh, yep, obviously the Ron Paul News is, it is what it is. You know, and call us and and let us know what you think. But um, I, for one, am just extremely happy with uh, what Ron Paul has done, the accomplishments so far. And, you know, it's not like you're giving in at this point, but the congressional seat is the next option. And who knows? But but not for nothing. But John McCain, I mean, is it? I heard, I, I read an article John before. John is a puppet. I read an article before the show started, something that uh, Mitt Romney's son, there was rumors that Mitt Romney get, might get back in the race at this point. I mean, the Republican, the Republican ticket is an absolute 
joke. It's yeah. just it's an embarrassment to America. Not that the Democratic ticket is any better, because it's just like this schoolyard fight. You know, it's like a fourth grader, you know, fourth graders fighting in the in the playground. Ah, you said this, I said that, but the Republican ticket is really just uh, it's just it's, it's mind boggling. Bad, yeah. How did McCain ever pull this off in the first place? Well, he had the media on his side. He definitely yeah. had the media on his side, and you know, back when he was when he was getting less uh less poll numbers than Ron Paul and had less money than Ron Paul. They still were. He was still plastered in front of the TV. They they had mentioned him. I I think we mentioned it on the show. They mentioned him ten thousand times compared to Ron Paul's uh, three hundred or something like that. This guy was bankrupt. Was, uh, this guy was bankrupt in in he November. Was he was bankrupt in October. And then you get the media out there calling him the comeback kid, as if, <laughs> as yeah, as if they're know. reporting right. on what happened rather than than shaping what's happening. You know, it's, it's just a joke. It's just it's just it really is sick and it's sad. And you know, one day he's saying that you know he could see us in Iraq for a hundred years, and now today or yesterday he comes out and says it might be the war might be over quick, which is what he originally said. I mean, it just doesn't. You, you can't even BS correctly. How could you be a politician and not be able to lie correctly? It's impossible. <laughs> it's not even fathomable. Even Bush can lie. You know, and it just makes me sick. Obviously, and you know, the vein pops out on my forehead because I just can't fathom how stupid. They think we really are. It, it, are there things that make you angry? Absolutely, Mr. Rogers. You know, there are a lot of things that make me angry. Well, McCain's a perfect example of just a, a complete puppet for the New World Order. A guy that goes out there and says that we're going to be having a war for 100 years, um, that we need to, you know, he's talking about, he literally goes out on the air and says that he hopes Castro dies. Can't wait for Castro to die. So now we have our, our public officials. What? Actually, wishing death upon people, and this is just kind of normal in America, in the yeah. new America, you know. Right. We don't we don't really value life so much anymore. It's, right. It's more about just death, and oh yeah, we hope that Castro dies. Now listen, I don't really like Castro all too much, but <laughs> I don't really wish death upon anyone. That's kind of that's no. kind of messed up. I mean, and I, I don't even wish death upon Cheney, and I hate that guy. And the sad part, Ben, is you know obviously the American people are feeling feeling the burden. Despite what George Bush said last week that, you know, the, the war has nothing to do with the economy and how it's falling. But the, the American people feel it economically in our wallets. Yes, we know. $720 million a day to the stupid war bleep um, <laughs> that we just can't, we can't afford anymore. And that's ridiculous. We all know it's ridiculous at this point. But, you know, really, who really suffers, obviously, is the troops. And we don't really talk about the troops enough. And, of course, we can go into the, the veterans and how they've destroyed the lives of the veterans from past wars. But even uh, Washington came out and said that the service must cut combat tours. And this was the Army ban that came out of uh, uh, Fox News. Top Army officials told the Senate panel on Tuesday that the Army is under serious strain and must reduce the length of combat tours as soon as possible. So get this. Here's, here's like the, 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 the question of the punchline, so to speak. The cumulative effects of the last six-plus years at war have left our Army out of balance. Consumed by the current fight and unable to do the things we know we need to do to properly sustain our all-volunteer force mm. and restore our flexibility for an uncertain future, said uh, General George Casey, Chief of Staff of the Army. Casey told the Senate Armed Services Committee that cutting the time soldiers spend in combat is an integral part of reducing the stress on the force. Fine, mm -hmm. we all agree. He said he anticipates the service can cut combat tours from 15 months to 12 
this year. Okay, it's a start. So long as the president reduces the number of active duty army brigades in Iraq and Afghanistan to 15 units by July as planned. But again, the more you hear about these soldiers serving in Iraq and Afghanistan, the more you understand they've been serving several tours in a row. So even if you make it 12, even if you make it six months, if he's going to serve seven consecutive tours, what good is that? At what point does the human brain melt down and shell shock take over the body, Ben? Help me here. I mean, give me a, give me a break. No, we have tons of examples of, of troops going home, killing their own families, killing themselves, and things of that sort. And, they, you know, they're just going bananas. Humans humans aren't really naturally made for war. They're not, I mean, you know, they have that, that conflict inside of them that's been there for thousands of years, but... They're, they're not out there. They're not made for constant warfare, especially modern-day warfare where crap's flying all over the place and, it's, you know, bombs going everywhere and, and people are just going nuts. You know, I mean, you know, again, I've never served. I never went to boot camp. I've never enlisted in the military. I can only imagine, though, I can only try to imagine and fathom what it's like to serve in the military and go to war. I mean, the stress that's put on the body, not just physically, but mentally. And we see, and again, man, there were some stories that I refuse to talk about the past couple of weeks of, of some of the incidents that have been happening here at home after the soldiers come back. Inhumane type things that I won't repeat. Yeah, man, and they're, they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot so that they uh, won't go back. They're, they're, you know, chopping off fingers here and there so they won't yeah. go back. I mean, it's just, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad order of affairs. And, and we know that the Iraq war is a bunch of crap. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that they don't want to go back. And that's also another reason why Ron Paul has got the number one uh, amount of uh, military donations. You know, a good, a good movie, yeah. It's good good to watch that movie, Platoon. It kind of shows you the inside story. But I'd like to do a documentary, or I'd like to have someone do a documentary about these troops in Iraq. I want to hear what they have to say, because I'd be mighty interested to find out what the troops in Iraq have to say about the war today. When we get back, we got a lot of news. Uh, the Texas protest against the planned NAFTA superhighway. Folks, we want to get you involved on this. A lot of NAFTA news coming out. Trans-Texas Corridor and the like. Well, we shall return on the Animal Farm Radio Show. Did you read this? Chicago just became the murder capital of America. I don't understand. It's been a felony to have a gun since 95. I thought that was supposed to prevent murders, not increase them. Criminals will always find a way to get guns, while the rest of us are just left defenseless. Chicago authorities have seized over 75,000 firearms since 1995. And now, Chicago's murder rate is twice as high as New York City. Tonight, while you're asleep, criminals will be at work. Not in Kennesaw, Georgia. In 1982, our city passed a law requiring every household to have a gun. It terrified the criminals, and our violent crime rate is now 75% below the national average. We sleep well here in Kennesaw. Americans who own guns prevent over a million violent crimes every year and save lives. Get the facts. Visit armedandsecure.org. That's armedandsecure.org.
Unless you haven't figured it out yet, folks, it's not about left versus right. It's not about red versus blue. It's not about black versus white, folks. It's about right versus wrong. And we have to base our beliefs off the Constitution and Bill of Rights. We got loaded phones. Jeffrey in Kentucky, hold on. We'll be with you. Jim in Texas, Mark in New York, and the like. We'll be with you. But we got to bring this up. Uh, again, you know, the more you look at this news, the more you realize the evil plan. Texas protests against plan NAFTA superhighway. And I'd love to get some calls on this because we don't get the news in New York, like I often say here on the Animal Farm. We don't get the news in New York about the NAFTA superhighway, about the Trans-Texas Corridor that you'd get if you were in Texas. But nevertheless, as Senators Clinton and Obama prepared to debate in their state, Texans were marching in protest over the NAFTA superhighway known as the Trans-Texas Corridor, or I-69. The primary purpose of which is to speed the delivery of goods coming in from Mexico to proposed inland ports. The Trans-Texas Corridor, or TTC, is planned to span the state of Texas from Laredo on the Mexican border to Texarkana on the border with Arkansas to continue north to Canada, all the way to Canada, folks. The projected cost is $183 billion over 50 years with no American companies expressing interest in financing it. With no public approval required to begin construction, repeated calls against the TTC at public meetings with seldom a word of support may easily go unheeded. So ultimately, what I get from this as a New Yorker is this is a major, this is an incredibly majorly major topic for Texans, especially since if, you know, if this, if this highway, let's say, for example, this highway was going through your backyard or if it came anywhere near your property, under eminent domain, they would take your house away. You don't have a say in that, folks. If they want to take your house away, they're going to take it. So a lot of people... No, it's true. Don't don't believe me. Look it up for yourself. Look up eminent domain. Even Sean Hannity covered eminent domain on Fox about a year ago. Uh, you know, the, the, the proposed patriot. But nevertheless, we're going to the phone lines. Jeffrey in Kentucky, you're on the air. Go ahead. How you doing, sir? Hey, uh, I'm an eight-year combat veteran. I had two tours in Kosovo, one in Iraq. And the thing I want to point out to a lot of people that are listening is you hear about these soldiers getting five and six tours in, in Iraq and the average enlistment only lasts about four years. So how are they getting five, six years in Iraq with the enlistments only happening four years? And the way that's happening is there's an unofficial draft going through the military right now that people at home don't know about. And the way it works is if you're at a unit that comes down on orders for Iraq, you're on what they're called stop loss. You can't leave the army. You can't go to a new unit no matter what. And it's enacted three months before you go to Iraq and three months after you come back from Iraq. But when you come back from Iraq, even if your ETS date, your estimated time of separation from the military date is up and you're still on stop loss, PERSCOM, Personnel Command, will give you orders to a new unit who is under stop loss orders going back to Iraq. So these people are getting recycled. I know a guy, when I went over in Iraq in 2004, his ETS date ended one month after we got into Iraq. And he was basically working overtime, basically, is what you can look at. He was supposed to be a civilian, but yet he was in Iraq pulling duty. And when he got back from Iraq, he came down on orders for Fort Sam Houston, not Sam Houston, I'm sorry, for another fort that was going back to Iraq. Absolutely. Okay, well, first off, Jeffrey, uh, you're a veteran, so I want to give you a big round of applause on behalf of the Animal Farm. 
because, you know, lest we be labeled a liberal show, that's not what we are. First of all, we respect you and we thank you uh, from the utmost. And I, I hear what you're saying. I want to hear more about it. But believe me, there were actually some veterans that I was working with at a media company. I had to help them get one of their checks. They sent them a check, and it was so unreadable the bank wouldn't cash it. So I actually had to help them oh, fix it. Yeah, it was a long story. But, you know, it opened my eyes. So tell us more about this, Jeffrey. What are they doing now exactly to extend under the cuff, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, these tours? Well, the way it's working now, especially with this so-called troop surge going, you go back, you go to Iraq, you come under stop loss for three months. You go to Iraq for a year. You come back, you're still under stop loss. You may get to another unit, you may not. But the fact of the matter is that unit is then redeployable in 90 days after stop loss is lifted. That 90 days, your unit is turned back around and goes over for the so-called surge, which is supposed to be an alternative um, deployment status. You go over there for 15 months. Then you come back 90 days after you get back. You're under deployment again. You go back over for another year. And all that time and all the while, your ETS date or what they call your separation date of the military has become what they call indefinite. So you can't leave unless you get severely wounded. You get like me and you get one of the lucky guys who get stuck in between stop loss and stop movement and your ETS date hits that same point and you're, you're allowed to leave the military or you die. Oh, my God. So ultimately, Jeffrey, if I get this right and if I don't, forgive me, it seems as though now they're using this whole word, the surge, which has been pushing our face ever since it came out uh, about a year ago or so. They're using the surge now to make people believe, oh, the Iraq war is going well now because of the surge. But ultimately, they're using it against you, the troops and the soldiers, in that if your term is up, they use you as a surge troop. Is that correct? Exactly. And the way it's working now, oh they're starting to draw down. What they're, what they're doing is they're starting to draw down the troop surge in Iraq, saying it worked when all actuality Bush paid off the Taliban, or not the Taliban, but the so-called insurgents with $80,000 a day. That's how we won the surge, basically. That's how the surge works. The Bush regime paid them off. But oh, my goodness. If you, wow, isn't that pleasant? If you notice, they are starting to hint around about a surge having to go back into Afghanistan. And the 82nd Airborne's already came down on orders for this, and they've only got four, four brigades of combat active troops in the 82nd Airborne. And when the surge hit for Afghanistan, all four combat brigades from 82nd Airborne, and they're, they are quick reaction force for the military. Those are, those are the guys that are supposed to be anywhere in the world in 18 hours if something hits the fan. And all four brigades will be tied up and active by mid midsummer. Jeffrey, do me a favor, because it, it means a lot coming from a veteran. Let me ask you a question. If you're president tomorrow, what's your first action regarding the war? What's your first action? Bring them all home. Everyone tomorrow, bring them all home. Ron Paul, bring them all home, right? Yeah, because, I mean... You know, the ones in Kosovo, believe it or not, everybody's quiet down about this, and I was over in Kosovo twice, once right after the war, and another tour 14 months later. And Kosovo is hitting the crap again because we basically went in and annexed part of Serbia and basically said, well, you ain't going to have nothing to do with it. And if you look at an analogy, it was basically what would happen if during the Civil War, Britain would have came in and said, well, we're going to give independence to uh, the South because North, we don't like it. And that's basically what we did in Kosovo. My goodness. And we still got one of the largest military bases in Utah, the United States Army in Europe. The biggest military base we have over there with a 99-year lease is Camp Bonskill, which is in, in Kosovo. 
Absolutely. And the more you listen to these politicians, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeffrey, but the more you listen to it, no matter, obviously, you know where John McCain stands. We all understand his yeah. stance on the war. But even if you listen to Hillary and, I've, and Obama, and you've, I've talked to some friends, and, oh, yeah, you know, they talk about bringing the troops home, but they don't talk about a date. They don't talk about it as a, as a real issue. And, and ultimately, the last couple of debates in, in the last month, I haven't heard anything about the war in any one of these debates. It's all health care and border security, which is obviously important. But, again, number one issue, right or wrong, the war, ultimately, is the, is the number one issue of our country right now. It's draining us. It's draining us dry. We have no, we can no longer supply our infrastructure with monetary means to support. And if you look at where this tax refund check Bush are handing out, it's all coming from China. We've leveraged our, our assets out to foreign companies to cover our expenditure. And when it comes down time to it, and the United States dollar is already starting to do it, it's already starting to collapse, people are going to call in their notes. And when they go to call in and we don't have anything to back it up, they're going to start taking property. And that's what you're seeing with this. That's what you're seeing with this transpectus corridor. Is we need somebody to support our war, so we spent, we uh, we leveraged it out to the royal family of Spain, Centra, and to keep the, our promissory into the note, they're going to turn it over to Centra. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, our country is expendable. Our country is expendable. And, you know, I wish there was something that we could do for you and for the veterans. I wish there was something that we could do. I mean, the only thing I you can know, think of. Go ahead. You know what? Don't worry about us. First of all, there's a mass, vast majority of us. We've been getting shafted since day one, especially since World War II. The soldiers know how what it means. We got a little uh, little thing in the military called Bohica. It's called bend over here, it comes again. We know what it means to be shafted. But the fact of the matter is we are getting worn ragged, and the only way you can help us is by taking control of your country back. Well, Jeffrey, we're doing our best, and I hope, you know, I believe we're doing our best. And if there's anything else we could do, seriously, email us. Give us a call back. Thank you so much for the call. Um, you know, there you go, folks, from the soldier's mouth. You know, they're being shafted. What other words do you want to use? Uh, we'll be right back. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. Folks, 888-202-1984. We want to hear from you. Website is animalfarmshow.com. What article are we talking about next, Tony? We have the creation of a new army. Well, first, I'd like to thank the caller. Um, it's really tough. Huh? You know, we talk about so many things, Ben, and we, you know, we try to we try to be as informed individuals as possible. When you hear it from the from the military themselves, just it's disheartening to think about. What's really happening? But Jerome Corsi does it again. World Net Daily. North American Army created. I'll say it again. Nice. North American Army created. Without the okay by Congress. I figured it'd be a relevant article. 
<laughs> it just breaks your heart. It just breaks your heart. U.S.-Canada Military Inc. deal to fight domestic emergencies. In a ceremony that received virtually no attention in the American media, the United States and Canada signed a military agreement February 14th, allowing the armed forces from one nation to support the armed forces of another nation during a domestic civil emergency, Ben. <laughs> Even, <laughs> I can't get, I can't get over it. <laughs> Even one that does not involve a cross-border crisis. Interesting. So, okay. The agreement, defined as a civil assistance plan, was not submitted to Congress for approval, nor did Congress pass any law or treaty specifically authorizing this military agreement to combine the operations of the armed forces of the United States and Canada. Lovely. We got an issue in America. Oh, boy. Let me now, count. See, if, see if any of your uh, candidates are out there talking about that. Yeah, see and if Barack Obama's talking about that. See if uh, see well, if Nader even talks about that. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Ben. I'm going to get to Barack Obama in just a minute. But first, I want to finish a couple of these uh, sentences here. In the event of a wide range of domestic civil disturbances, ranging from violent storms to health epidemics to civil riots or terrorist attacks, lest we forget, in Canada, the agreement paving the way for the militaries of the U.S. and Canada to cross each other's borders to fight domestic emergencies was not announced either by the Harper government or the Canadian military prompting sharp protest of course mm. the military civil assistance plan can be seen as a further incremental step being taken towards creating a North American armed forces available to be deployed in domestic North American emergency situations now before we get out to break I want to just read this now I am not you know listen Barack Obama has gotten bashed in the last couple of days you know there's been a lot of stuff uh, cons about Barack Obama but let me just do this I read this article and I had to read it a couple times and I actually had to make sure it wasn't bunk that it, that it was really true but I'll tell you folks I'm starting to have second thoughts about Barack Obama being the best out of the three left, ultimately. Barack Obama says, I will repair our relationship with Mexico. Now, you guys can all Google that for yourselves, but I want to read some of the quotes that he said, and I want you to think about SPP.gov, the Security and Prosperity Partnership of America. Here's some of Barack Obama's quotes. I will repair the strained relationship with our southern neighbor. As president, I will restore that leadership by working to advance the common prosperity and security of all of the people of the Americas that m the work must begin with renewed strategic partnership with Mexico. Crap. Starting my first year in office, I will convene annual meetings with Mr. Calderon and the Prime Minister of Canada. Unlike similar summits under President Bush, there will be con these will be conducted with a level of transparency that represents the close ties among our three countries. We shall seek the active and open involvement of citizens, labor, the private sector, and non-governmental organizations in setting the agenda and making progress. He even used the words, including securing our border. So we think about it as, okay, he's talking about securing the border, fine. But it even goes on. And again, pay attention to language. If you haven't visited SPP.gov, visit it now. Here he goes on to say, too often we neglect the unique needs of these communities, meaning our three countries, not communities, which are integrated with their sister cities across the border. As president, I will work with state and local governments to enhance, cr enhance cross-border partnerships in transportation, law enforcement, environmental protection, health care, and water usage. And one more quote, Ben. Our relationship with Mexico should serve as a bridge to greater security and prosperity in North 
America. And so, yeah, I'm going to end there. You guys can look this up for yourself. Once again, this is called, out of the Dallas Morning News, who would know better? Barack Obama, I will repair our relationship with Mexico. Lord, help us. God, help us. Because this is the only candidate, in my opinion, other than Ron Paul, that he could even give us the so-called change. And if this is change, I don't want it. I don't want this type of change because this is exactly what the doctor, meaning the government and the, the private bankers, this is what they want. They want NAFTA. They want SPP. Yeah. You need to pray for the good Lord protect America. <laughs> you know, Barack Obama is a big component of this, you know, and, uh, you know, his, his, whole, his whole idea of change and uh, the song that came out not too long ago, the We Can song, it's basically saying, we can rape America. So, uh, folks, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Animal Farm. Number to call in, 888-202-1984. We are going to get back, and we are going to talk about this cross-dressing bush judge. I promise. <laughs> so stay tuned. I'm Keep your hands off of my People who use Cardivite know about the pollutants in our body and want them out. For over five years, Cardivite has proven itself time-tested. Here's Dr. Matson, a naturopathic doctor's thoughts on Cardivite. In our mind, there isn't such a great big mystery to disease anymore. This basic tenet of yeast in the gut and metals in the liver covers at least 70-80% of the diseases that we see. When we do our program, you know, herbal formulas like Cardivite, and you see someone who could barely walk up a hill now going for regular jobs a few months later, we know we're doing something right. It's a well-thought-out formula. I mean, the idea of it working on yeast and metals both at the same time and liver function is dead on. It, you'll find, I think, that it'll work more than just on, on heart problems and circulation problems. It'll work on other problems as well. For more information, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit our website at www.heartdrop.com. That toll-free number again, 1-877-928-8822. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. You can get justice. If you've been railroaded by the system, there is something you can do. I'm Randy Kelton from the Rule of Law on We the People Radio Network. At our new seminar, we'll demonstrate our techniques to enforce due process. Every step the jackbooted police and corrupt courts take is horrendously illegal. Whatever the details of your case, when public officials violate law, they disqualify themselves and the prosecution. We will show you what crimes they routinely commit as a matter of policy. We will provide step-by-step remedies to get your case thrown out. You'll receive a CD containing examples of every document you need and a practice guide. Just fill in the blanks and file. 
If you've paid thousands to an attorney, we'll show you what he should have done and how to make him wish he had. Our next seminar is on March the 1st, 2008 at Brave New Books in Austin, Texas. We start at 10 a.m. and we'll go until they throw us out. Reserve your place at ruleoflawradio.com. Online and on demand, this is We the People Radio Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am Ben Miller, hanging here with Tony Pax, and we also got Pyeth on the soundboard. Hello, Ben. Got this article. Funny, funny, funny. Cross-dressing Bush judge busted, and then he resigns. Federal Judge Robert Soma worked in private practice for years in Boston before he was appointed to the bench by President Bush in December 2004. Bush appointed him as a federal bankruptcy judge. So this guy gets pulled over. And he's wasted, and he's looking through his uh, his purse, <laughs> his purse for his, uh, for his ID, and he passed over it multiple times before before removing it. When authorities removed him from the vehicle, they said he wore a black woman's cocktail dress, fishnet stockings, <laughs> and high heels. Oh <laughs> uh, boy! So well, uh, so another another uh, Republican getting caught for cross dressing again. You got to see this picture. Google judge quits after DUI bust, and this guy got his <laughs> mug shot. And he's got the eyeliner on his mug shot. Is um, that like one of those nine seven six numbers? I mean, you know how loud how loud can you, you echo the how loud can you echo the words? You can't make this stuff up, and it's just it's the quote of the century because all of the sci fi films that we were you know watching uh, growing up and. None of them even come close to this. I mean, Orwell is sweating because of the stuff that's going on in reality. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard. And, and just to take an opportunity here, first of all, thank you, Jeffrey from Kentucky, to call in. Uh, give us a call anytime. Let us know. Email us with it with anything that we can do. I know it's very little at this point. We're just trying to get our message out. But um, we appreciate the call, and we really do appreciate the words from the horse's mouth, so to speak. We want to hear from people who have served. It's not enough for me to sit up here and say, oh, I read this article, and I think I know what's going on. I don't know how have any idea what's going on i know what the media tells me and therefore i get to make up my own conclusions based off that that's bs that's it doesn't even matter what i think so we do appreciate people in the service coming uh, onto the show and and talking uh, and maybe we can have jeffrey on for a whole hour because i want to hear more about it it was so intriguing yeah you know what the, the biggest thing is you never hear those stories from troops most of the time they're so traumatized with what happens that they don't even want to talk about it of course not. You never, you never. They don't interview troops on Fox and CNN and MSNBC. Oh, it's all this fluff. It's about Jessica Simpson and you know the new movie that's coming out and all this garbage. And but and they it, support the troops, Tony. Well, they so, take care of them. Supporting the troops is, you know, it's just a slogan that's been embedded into our heads. And who really supports the troops? I'll tell you who supports the troops. The people who are helping the veterans who are coming back from the war, those people support the troops. Our government does not support the troops. And I guarantee you that Jeffrey from Kentucky and all of the other veterans that are home or in Iraq right now or Afghanistan can tell us some really interesting info about what the government has and has not done for them recently. Let's start with the, uh, you know, the, the failed protection and the fact that they're, you know, the Humvees are, you know, getting shot up. All these things. It's one thing after another. But their lungs are filled with depleted uranium. Well, you know, Don't forget that. Well, there that you go. Low-grade one where you know, they come home and they kiss their wives and they give them a, 
give them the radiation that's seeping yeah. out of their lungs. It's, you, it's fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, if you want to get sick to your stomach, go rent or go buy or go on to Google and Google Beyond Treason. And I think the Power Hour host, I forgot her name, Joyce Riley, I think is her name. Yes. Nevertheless, uh, Beyond Treason, go Google it. I'm not going to tell you what it's about. Uh, you know, it's, it's sick. Make sure you have a bucket next to you because it's, it's horrible and it's disgusting to think how evil anybody can be and, and how abusive we can be to our own troops. But, oh, boy. Well, oh, looks like too much Jim Beam that night. Nevertheless, you know, and, and then on top of it, been to insult our intelligence and to assault our troops and what we're trying to do uh, overseas, you know, the worst show on Fox is without a doubt the Red Eye. It's, you know, it's the show that comes on at like 5 in the morning. It's going on, it goes on to 6. It's before, yeah, it's before Fox and Friends. <laughs> And just to give you an example, I, you know, I, I caught their, I don't know, it wasn't their podcast, I think it was off of foxnews.com, but they were talking about this new study that came out saying that obesity is one of the greatest risks to our country. We've known this for years, you know, being overweight, obesity, heart disease, those are number one killers, cancer. Uh, and they're saying, you know, listen, uh, obesity is, is a greater risk to our country than terrorism because it kills hundreds of thousands of people. Listen to the worst show on Fox and, and listen to how low we've gotten as a media culture. Listen to how they cover the story. Just listen to the words. Health experts at an international conference have concluded that obesity is a bigger threat than terrorism. They say that we're focusing too much on fighting terror, while obesity is killing more people. Law professor Lawrence Gostin, otherwise known as Professor Stupidhead, told the Oxford <laughs> Health Alliance Summit, quote, Ever since September 11th, we've been lurching from one, one crisis to the next. While we've been focusing so much attention on that, we've had this silent epidemic of obesity that's killing millions of people. Jonah, the last time I checked, Twinkies and hot dogs don't fly planes into buildings and even if you believe the official story even if you believe it it doesn't matter think about the logic here obesity has killed hundreds of thousands of americans alone in the last years couple years and so it goes on and that's what these experts fail to see that unlike all of these health issues terrorism is actually done uh, by someone actively trying to kill you why don't they get that that's right. And, and last time I checked, you know, we don't define terrorism as sneaking onto a plane and eating everybody else's <laughs> half microwave manicotti. Um, I, look, I mean, this is a sort of a classic desire for a bunch of people to run other people's lives. They don't understand that harming yourself is a little different than blowing up men, women, and children. Exactly. And uh, with this idiot lo logic, you could also say that along with obesity, automobile accidents, cigarette smoking, and diabetes are also worse than terrorism. Terrorism doesn't exist in the terms of amount of death it causes. Well, it's apples and oranges. I wouldn't really compare the two. But I'm probably the only person, I'm probably the only person here that thinks that obesity really is a major problem that we should deal with. Isn't it funny? She's so skinny. She, you know what you want? Okay, so oh, I want to I got to rewind this because we'll stop it after this, but just listen to Okay, so finally there's a voice of reason. It's always the woman for some reason. I'm not getting sexist here, but it's always the woman <laughs> who is the voice of reason for some unknown reason on Fox News. But she goes on and says, well, you know, I think it's an issue. I think it needs to be addressed. And then he calls her a fascist, Ben, which is Fox News. And then he makes fun of her. <laughs> this is what Fox News does, though. If you don't agree with Fox News, you must be a fascist. You must have something to do with the synergistic efforts of government and corporation if you don't agree with Fox News. Like Hitler. Right. Um, that we should deal with. It's so funny. She, she's so skinny. She, you know what you are? You are an obesity fascist. What you are. No, I can understand where he's coming from, though. The health. An obesity, obesity fascist, and then he was fattest. <laughs> what the hell is a fattest? The cost of obesity, cigarettes, all those things you're talking about probably equal more than the cost 
of what happened on 9-11 just based on health care yes, costs. And how no, but that's why I'm agreeing with that. But you we're can, all dying but you from can, You from can say that about everything. That's why the argument makes no sense. If, 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 and because no, there's no, 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 no that's why the argument. Can you pause that? I'm sorry. Yeah. That's why the argument makes perfect sense, because you could say that about everything. Everything is more dangerous than terrorism. <laughs> that's <laughs> the point. You know, and, sorry. And, well, sorry. again, and you, we can have an argument. We can have an argument all day, you know, and, and we can become blue in the face, and we can say, well, you know, the potential threat if a nuke goes off is hundreds of millions. And I understand that. Yes, we're not saying that, that that's not true, but again, we got to think about priority here. The borders are not secure, but we have to fight a war over in Afghanistan and Iraq. Why? Think about this. Yet, yet at the same time, obesity, heart disease, cancer. Number one, two, and three, if I'm not mistaken, last time I checked, uh, as far as killers in our country of American citizens. When a, ter when a terrorist is killing you, you can't control that. That's not your fault. When you're eating a Twinkie, that is your fault. Then again, I did hear conspiracy theories. terrorism is about terrifying people, right? Yeah. It's interesting how someone just said, oh, I heard a conspiracy theory, and it just kind of bunk, but nevertheless. You can listen to this clip. Go to Fox News. Check out this nonsense. And I have the unfortunate uh, you know, experience every morning. I stay up relatively late. I'm always up to about five or six, Ben. And I catch <laughs> the beginning of the show, and it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. It, it makes uh, O'Reilly's show look like a really legitimate journalism show. So. Yeah. This is pretty much the worst video ever made. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I just, I don't know where the line gets drawn, and I understand that this is the, you know, as far as news. I, well, I understand that ratings-wise, that's the worst slot, and I understand why, you know, because it's, it really is a terrible show. It's like just like a college bar and conversation. Any, is anything on Fox News really good? I got this clip right here of this comedian that goes on Fox no! News and starts talking about how Fox News is a festival of ignorance. It's great. We'll, we'll, what, what, what? Sorry. <laughs> we'll get to that when we get back. To the Didn't realize we were coming up on the break there, folks. Number to call in, 888-202-1984. We'll talk about the... I'll play this Fox News clip when we get back. Stay tuned. Fabrique Nationale makes a rifle known as the Fusil Automatic Leger, or Light Automatic Rifle, considered to be the right arm of what's left of the free world. If you're familiar with FNFAL, then visit GunPartsGuy.com, an excellent source for parts, accessories, and technical support for all FAL rifles. If you'd like to modify or upgrade your FAL, the Gun Parts Guy has a great selection of new, refinished, and refurbished parts. The Gun Parts Guy doesn't have a federal firearms license, and he doesn't want one, but he is the source for parts and the best FAL kits today. Call James at 360-906-8369 or email GunPartsGuy at Hotmail.com. You'll be pleased with the personal care and technical support you get from the Gun Parts Guy. That number again, 360-906-8369. Whether you call or visit the website at GunPartsGuy.com, be sure to mention WTPRN to get an additional 10% discount off their already low, low prices. Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. 
And speaking of coffee, Enterfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Cocoa Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, Enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. Dr. Paul is exactly the kind of president we need. Although the president is the commander-in-chief, he doesn't declare war. Under the Constitution, only the House of Representatives can declare war. We've never declared a war since World War II. And we've never won a war since World War II. I was drafted. I was sent to South Vietnam. The Americans were involved right in the middle of a civil war. Very similar to where we are in Iraq. There was no peace until we were defeated and there was no honor. We preemptively, aggressively invaded a sovereign foreign state. Our military is supposed to be defensive. But it's not all for defense. Some of it's for offense. Some of it's for things that end up making us uh, hated throughout the world. We have embarked on things never intended by the founding fathers. They said, don't get involved in the internal affairs of other nations. Don't become the policemen of the world. We should keep ourselves free and unfettered from these entangling alliances in which we become the unwitting servant of of other countries and other kings. The freedom message waking up people everywhere. I'm Ron Paul and you're listening to We the People Radio Network. Welcome back folks. 888-202-1984. Our website is animalfarmshow.com. Uh hit us up there. We want to hear from you. Got this funny clip right here where a comedian goes on Fox, actual Fox News, and, and starts dissing the, the channel itself. So here it is. Oh, they just keep going. What? Can I, can I just ask a question? Yeah, sure. What, what is Fox News? It's just a parade of propaganda, isn't it? It's just a, it's just a festival of ignorance. What? Why, a million Fox people are dead in Iraq. Come on, this is ridiculous. What's the point of this? Um, this is insane. Well, I love, uh, go I out, people Fox at home. News. Go outside. Go, go hug Lee, your children. you should be more. Well, Fox you should be more worried. Love your family. You know, you, you get all the news. All the news you can at Fox News. All right, thanks. And guys. I think, oh, okay. All right, that's it. All right. We're also talking about Captain Kirk this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Destroy it. Oh, jeez. Uh, how relevant. So uh, I have this guy, he goes on, this is called Fox News, and then and then the guy proceeds to say, you can get all the great news on Fox News, and then they decide to talk about Connor. Oh, my God. Uh, Carl from Montreal, you're live on the air. How you What's doing? up, Carl? Just listening in. Um, I came across this book written in 1982 here. It's a sci-fi book, and in the book it has this North American Union terminology about the United States, Canada, and Mexico. I just um, listening to you show what you guys are talking about, and I'm looking at this book I came across. Um, <laughs> What's the name of the book? Uh, the name of the book is The Pirates of Rosinante, or R-O-S-I-N-A-N-T-E. And it's written by Alexis, the first name, middle initial A, Gillian, G-I-L-L-I-L-A-N-D. It's a Del Rey book, a Valentine book, Del Rey book. 
And uh, in the book, it says about a North American Union comes about in the 2004. <laughs> but, you know, and it talks about the destruction of sovereignty, I guess. Uh, it's sort of a sci-fi book, but I just ran across that and it just jumped out, you know, when I saw that. And some of the things in here, I haven't read it all yet. But uh, All right. Oh, Carl, listen, one more time. Can you give us the information a little bit slower because I couldn't write it down. One more time, a little bit slower, the name of the book and the author. One more time. It's a sci-fi book. Uh, the name of the book is The Pirates of Rosinanti. R is in Robert, O is in Arthur, S is in Sam, I is in India, N is in November, A is in Alpha, N is in November, T is in Tango, E is in Echo, Rosinanti. Uh, the name of the author, is first name is Alexis, A-L-E-X, like Alex, and I-S, Alexis, middle initial A. Uh, the last name is Jillian. G is in golf, I, double L as in Lima, I is in India again, another L is in Lima, then A is in Alpha, N is in November, D is in Delta. All right. Um, <laughs> that's a mouthful, huh? We got it. And Alexis A. Gillian. Well, that's interesting stuff, and you kind of wonder, does does, uh, does truth mirror fiction or does fiction mirror truth? But it talks about the advance of technology, the uh, successors to the U.S. citizens revolted against, against this um I guess it's a world, I don't know, domination. I haven't seen this. It's, um, it's a sci-fi book talking about space colony and colonizing spaces. Supposedly this book is taking place in 2042 or something. Um, wow. Where it's supposed to be set in, but it talks about some of the history, I guess, mentions uh, quite a bit in here, NAU. Oh well, uh, yeah. Well, listen, Carl. I mean, the, the bottom line. I mean, how many more examples do we need at this point? I mean, we're living in uh, 2008. Last I checked, and how many more examples do we really need of sci-fi? Not only predicting our future, uh, but really ultimately telling us where it's going to end up. And so L. Ron Hubbard was correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we obviously, you know, obviously the show. The name of the show is Animal Farm. We talk about uh, Orwell. We, you know, in every show you listen to, the more and more you hear. Okay, yes, they they knew about this earlier on, 1996, 1984, 1981, and then you go back as long as you want. Uh, and Carl, of course, the Animal Farm loves you, uh, and I'm sure you love the Animal Farm, but you know, at this point, and, and thank you for the call, we have to figure out what tomorrow's future is going to be. We've got to figure out the decisions that we make now are going to affect our, you know, the, the tomorrow of our country, and we have to figure out what the solutions are going to be. And, uh, you know, for folks, if you want to check it out, it's uh, the, the pilots. What, what was it again? The pilot. Alexis A. Gillian, G I L I I L I N. Pilots yeah, of Rosentini. Pirates of Rosenanti. I have no idea. I, I've never heard of it, but I will I check it out. on Amazon.com. My goodness. You know, it's a mouthful um, at this point. Let me ask you. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, I, I'm not, I'm serious. Thank you, George. <laughs> Thank you, George. Some people why I say this. I mean, I, I, oh, boy. Well, <laughs> after all this, my brain is isn't an op. <laughs> you folks are listening. Drugs and alcohol. And I understand, George. I know you've done plenty <laughs> of them. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People Radio Network. We'll tell you anything you want to hear. We lie like hell. Tyranny getting you down, folks. New World Order got you on the run. But don't fret. You got the Animal Farm Radio Show on We the People's Radio Network. Thank you. 
Animal Farm Radio Show on We the Medieval Radio Network. Visit us on the web at www.animalfarmshow.com. Thank you very much, Carl, for the phone call and uh, stuff like that. This is really, really interesting to the brain. I have this clip right here. Bill Crystal, who literally informs Hillary that she should be using the politics of fear. Our favorite, Bill Crystal. <laughs> Bill Crystal. My most... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> He's got... See, the one thing about Bill Crystal, and the one thing I will give him, then, before you play the clip, the one thing I have to give him credit for... Brilliantly is, evil. No, he... But you know what? He's consistent. Again, you can talk about you can talk about O'Reilly the same way. He, they're they're both consistent. They'll tell you day in, day out, night in, night out. Any show, anytime Crystal appears on any show, he's going to tell you exactly the same thing today as he told you yesterday. As opposed to the Glenn Becks of the world, and maybe even the Sean Hannitys of the world, where it's the flavor of the month. But Ben, cue this up because I haven't even heard this yet, so I'm going to get ready. Oh boy. Oh man. Look. He needs to take him down, but the way to take him down is not to have a debate on his tactics. That's the huge mistake here. Shame on you. You're running a campaign inconsistent with your message. You're a little misleading in some leaflet. You're distributing some fire on health care. That's ludicrous at this point. He's riding a wave of euphoria. She needs to puncture it. The way you puncture euphoria is reality, or to be a little more blunt, fear. And I recommend to Senator Clinton the politics of fear, which I can do as a member of the... No, she needs... A member of the C. Yeah, and as a member of the Project for a New American Century... <laughs> Let me clear the throat there. But again, Ben, I mean, I have to be fair, and as much as I dislike Bill Crystal, and believe me, the hatred goes deep within my veins, but i got to give him credit in that he is consistent. He has no shame... At all, period. He will go on any show, and he even went on John Stewart's show, and that man sticks by his guns. He must puncture euphoria. <laughs> He's like, you know, he might as well just come, yeah. sick. He is sick, and he might as well just come out and say, you know what, let's just bomb our own country because we got to get this done. And it's, uh, it, it just happens all the time. So I would recommend just check out Bill Crystal, man. He is a, he's a riot. And he's a he, character, man. It's, it's scary. It's really, really, really scary what that man comes up with. And, uh, well, just check it out. Bill Crystal, is, it's a K, not a C, not like the, you know, Bill Crystal that we all know. Uh, the guy has a mission. He's got a plan, and he's not afraid on any mainstream media, network, radio, or TV uh, to express himself with, you know, with the language that we just heard. So... You know, everything from Red Eye on Fox, which talks about nonsense, to, you know, the Bill Crystals of the world. Uh, every night, Bill Crystal's on Fox, Ben. I know he's he often is a major contributor, and he's a, he's a major... Uh He's a major component to the whole fear factor issue right. in the United States and just scaring the living crap out of American, of Americans. Yeah, and the other thing about Bill Crystal, and the one thing I've learned, dare I say it, learned from him, is that he is, in my opinion, he epitomizes the people who are behind the war. Because every time he's on, the, on any show, he's always behind the war. Never mind if the soldiers are dying and if they, they don't get health care. Never mind all the soldiers. They're not important to Bill Crystal. What matters to Bill Crystal is the war is sustained. Sustain the war, like the war in Vietnam. Sustain it. Sustain it. It doesn't matter that it's not working. It's not, we're not trying to win the war. Don't you understand? We're trying to sustain the war. It's about keeping the troops there. It's about the, the defense contracts, okay? It's not about winning. You cannot ever win. This is, the same, this is the same guy that called uh, Ron Paul a nutcase. Well, yeah, granted. Truth, well, of I mean, course he called him a nutcase, Ben. Whenever I see this guy's face, I just want to yak. 
What, what would you? Let me ask you a question. If you were completely pro-war and a politician running for president came on the TV and gained popularity and said he's completely anti-war in this particular case, of course you'd call him a crackpot. You'll do what every other mainstream media host does. They discredit people. So, of course, Bill Crystal's going to call Ron Paul a nutcase. But again, if you want to find out who's behind the war, look at the Bill Crystals of the world. They're the ones who are saying continue the war. Keep going, keep going, keep going. It doesn't matter. You can never defeat terrorism. It's not a country. It's not a man. It's an idea. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. we got plenty more on the way. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Bayer incident. Bayer's in trouble again. So stay tuned, folks. We shall return. Why are you telling me this? Chemtrails in the air, genetically modified clone processed food, poison water, radiation, and stress have reduced many of you into toxic cyber blobs. You can't go on like this, and I know you don't want to. Do yourself a favor. Do your country a favor. Be the best you can be and start taking Enerfood now. Enerfood is easy to prepare and cheaper than a cup of coffee to take every day. And speaking of coffee, Enerfood.com has the best all-organic fresh coffee ever. It's fair trade coffee infused with rainforest polysaccharides to, like Enerfood, improve your immune system and not destroy it. If coffee's not your thing, try the all-organic Coco Mojo. Enerfood is spelled E-N-E-R, enerfood.com, or give them a call at 866-762-9238. Mention WTPRN and save 10%. Try Enerfood because you can't be awake when you're always falling asleep. It's progressing, and it's only a short time until it's completely taken over every aspect of your life. We are entering martial law. There are ten telling signs of martial law. America has them all. Use the short time left to protect you and your family with the vital information in this book. Find this infobomb online in book form at survivemartiallaw.com. This book will tell you everything you need to know and how to prepare. Know exactly what you'll need to have hidden to live and how to survive under severe martial law. The worst part of martial law is in the beginning stages. SurviveMartialLaw.com will show you how to act around controlling troops, where to store life-saving supplies, and what to look for. Surviving can be difficult, but possible. Arm yourself with the knowledge, as this is the only weapon you will have to protect your family. Go to S-U-R-V-I-V-E-M-A-R-T-I-A-L-L-A-W.com or call 608-819-8011. Act today, as there will be no warning. Deadline Live and Jack Blood are proud to announce our new bookstore. Okay, it's not really our online bookstore where you can get every title, book, and DVD you hear about on our live show. It's brought to you by the people at Brave New Books. BraveNewBookstore.com is the newest, bravest, and most complete bookstore online today. And their DVD selection has all the titles you need to decode the New World Order and fight the information war. BraveNewBookstore.com has awesome t-shirts to proudly display your patriotism and liberty stickers to alert the public at large. Brave New Books is physically located at 1904 Guadalupe Street under the Chase Bank Building next to UT in Austin, Texas. So stop on by and maybe stay for one of their film showings. Go to bravenewbookstore.com now to peruse the virtual bookstore and look for the Jack Blood recommended section. Or call them at 866-516-6623. 866-516-6623 to order the books and videos you hear about on Deadline Live. Be the resistance. Tell your friends about bravenewbookstore.com. Great host. Great topics. Free speech at its best. 
This is We the People Radio Network. Before we went to the break, we were talking, and um, I think Ron Paul inspired most of what I was saying, if not all of it. And we were talking about how weak the idea of a terrorist is. And you can Google this clip, and you can YouTube it for whatever you like. But he was saying something along the lines of, a terrorist is really a weak person. They don't have a military, and they certainly don't have a country. You know, we're not attacking a country. We're in several countries right now, so it's not like World War II or any other previous world wars or any other war, for example. You know, we're not attacking Vietnam right now. We're attacking the idea of terrorism, and terrorism ultimately breeds more terrorism. I don't have to tell you this. You know this already. Um, but it makes sense, and you have to apply this logic to the idea that we have a Republican running for president uh, who says openly that this can be a hundred-year war. And of course, he's right. Of course, it could be, it could be a hundred-year war because you can never defeat terrorism. It's not an army. You can't eliminate terrorism. It always exists. It's an ideology. But we want to talk. We want to shift gears. You know, we can beat this to death. Uh, but once again, <laughs> it's, it's mind-boggling. But in, and for the second time, mainstream media-wise, in the last three years, Bayer. The drug company is in deep, deep, you know why? Yeah, duty. Uh, Bayer did Bayer drug cause 22,000 deaths, and once again out of Mercola.com, folks. I highly recommend you visit Mercola.com. M-E-R-C-O-L-A.com. Some great news about drugs come out of that website, and it seems to be very, uh, very neutral at least. Up to a third of all heart bypass patients in the U.S. We're given a drug called Trizolol. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Manufactured by Bayer. The drug used to stem bleeding during open heart surgery may have been responsible for the death of 22,000 patients before it was withdrawn in November of 2007 at the request of the FDA. The drug was withdrawn after a study showed that the drug caused kidney failure. According to the study's author, Dr. Dennis Mangano, if the drug had been taken off the market when he first published his research in January of 2006, over 22,000 lives could have been saved. On 60 Minutes, Dr. Mangano said the, uh, that Bayer AG failed to disclose that a German drug maker confirmed the same exact dangers that Mangano had found. So again, folks, within one year, it seems, we could have saved 22,000 lives and again like i said previously this is not the first time bayer's been in trouble i remember a clip that came out oh i don't know 2004 2005 maybe where the bayer was well this is even worse listen to yourself okay yeah. go on tonight thanks for the invitation joe okay let's talk about and just just don't mind the home it's not the greatest of youtube clips okay rat of the week why is bear corporation the rat of the week internal documents show that after this company positively absolutely knew that they had a medication that was infected with the aids virus they took the product off the market in the u.s. and then they dumped it in france europe asia and latin america the medicines called factor eight it was I, I, ben i'm sorry i gotta play it again because i think people may have skipped it 
Just listen to it one more time. The product off the market in the U.S. and then they dumped it in France, Europe, Asia, and Latin America. The medicine's called Factor 8. It was an, inject an injection medicine that was used for hemophiliacs, mostly children. Children had been born with an injection. Hold on, hold on, Mike. So hold on, hold on. So you're yeah. telling me that Bear knew that this drug was infected with the AIDS virus. They yanked it from the market in America and then they dumped it in markets overseas. They had to figure out a way, Joe, to make a profit on a product product that they could not sell in America. So they made a huge profit. They jumped, they dropped the product in Japan, Spain, and France. By the way, Joe, government officials in France that allowed that to happen actually had to go to prison for it. In America, not one corporate executive for this company has been indicted or even criminally investigated by our Justice Department. Why not? What, you're telling me that these people that dumped this AIDS-tainted blood in foreign countries yes. who killed children have not been have not been taken to task in the United it, States. It, it's worse than that. The U.S. government allowed it to happen. The FDA allowed this to happen, and now the government is completely looking the other way. Thousands of innocent hemophiliacs have died from the AIDS virus, and not only they're dying, their family members are dying because they're becoming infected with the disease. This company knew absolutely that they had a problem with the product. They knew that, that it was infected with AIDS. They dumped it because they wanted to turn this disaster into a profit. Okay, so I'll start off by saying this. Don't believe what you just heard. Look, look it up for yourself. Again, it's Bayer, B-A-Y-E-R, and this happened a couple years ago. And then I want you to ask the question that I will tell you to ask yourself every single time something like this happens, and that is, what would you do right now if this affected you, if it affected your wife, your girlfriend, your father, your brother, and et cetera, et cetera. What would you do? What actions would you take? And that's the purpose of this show amongst many other shows. Once again, if you want to look up the, the drug that apparently caused 22,000 deaths from Bayer recently, the article came out of Mercola.com, and the drug was called Trazolol, I think, T-R-A-S-Y-L-O-L. And uh, I think I think it's easy to say that this uh, company Bayer gets the Idiot of the Week award. You are an idiot. You are an idiot. <laughs> you know. Oh boy. Well, because we can't really, you know, we don't want to curse Ben. We can we can say some really intense obscenities for for Bayer alone, but we won't. The number to call in. Don't, don't buy the crap. Well, you know what? Just don't buy the crap. Anybody you see buying the crap, tell them not to buy the crap. Tell them that they normally gave AIDS to children overseas. And just, just tell them. I mean, yeah. Do something. I mean, it, what else do you need, folks? What else do you need? When you look at the pharmaceutical industry, I mean, if, is there no other organization more corrupt than the pharmaceutical industry, Big Pharma? No. They do not give a damn about you. They don't give any damn about you because all they think about is how much can we make off of this drug. I can't wait till I mean, they want to come in here and they want to kill us. I can't wait till we get They love to kill you and your family. <laughs> I can't wait till we get socialized Medicare and, and our government works hand in hand with these companies to to get rid of us of of us unwanted people. It's going to be so fantastic. That's the other thing too, you know. Yeah, even though you know the war, all of a sudden now the war is taking taken off of the the debate platform. You don't even hear about the war anymore, and I feel bad for the troops and I feel bad for the Americans paying for the war, of course. But on top of that. Even the socialized health care ban, none of this talk is about specifics. The only person who talks about specifics when he when talking about foreign policy or any policy in general is 
Ron Paul. Ron Paul. And, and hate him or love him, it doesn't matter. That's not, I'm not trying to get you to be a Ron Paul fan. The idea is that just listen to how Ron Paul talks. He doesn't butter the bread, okay? He doesn't try to make things nice and happy. Oh, well, I'm going to fix health care and I'm going to sort... No, no, no. He says, here's the problem and here's what I'm going to do about it. You can disagree with him. That's cool. But the idea is that we need to make change and we need to talk about it specifically, especially from our politicians. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the good news in regards to Ron Paul's prodigy uh, from Mob Deep uh, speaks on Ron Paul and he gets interviewed on Hot 97 he speaks out on, uh, on Ron Paul and how great he is. And I just I wanted to throw this in here because I got to give mad props for him. He's he's got his uh, he's got his junk together. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've been looking at this dude Ron Paul, man. You know what I mean? He's been exposing a lot of things that need to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? Like he he gets busy. Like he get up there like thumb up on the Like he's like, oh, he just said so everything I be saying in my mind. So do you still, do you still get a view from? Do you, does Obama still feel like a politician to you? I mean, it's all good. I ain't gonna vote for somebody because he's black. You know what I'm saying? That's not what it is. It's all about what you bring to the table, what you're saying. Like, that's what it's supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if we have a black president. I don't care what color. Color don't matter no more. Religion don't matter no more. It's all about our freedoms. So you're trying to take away our freedoms. You wouldn't take extra pleasure for, for a black man becoming president? You wouldn't give it extra pleasure? Oh, that would be great, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not about your color. It's not about your religion. It's about our freedoms are being taken away from us right now. And everybody needs to come together as a people and protect our freedoms. And I totally agree 1,000% because if you uh, don't protect your freedoms, then you can't even protest against things. Then you're just screwed. So that is the number one issue for us. Absolutely. And, you know, and again, I want, I want to go God, back. I love freedom. I do love freedom, George. And just to go back to the Ron Paul thing real quick, Ben, I forgot to talk about this. I don't know if any of you out there subscribe to the Ron Paul newsletter, but it's really, it's really informative and it's nice because you actually do get, you know, uh, emails from Ron Paul and, and statements. And I want to read just a little excerpt out of this last email that came through because it really is it's heartfelt and again talking about the iraq veterans whether it was the young man going back to iraq for his fourth tour or the sister of a soldier just killed there they all wanted change in our foreign policy most heartbreaking was the young mother who asked for a signed copy of the constitution for her son who will never know his dad he too was just killed in iraq how can we ask one young American to die for a neocon empire? The soldiers and their families agree with us, which is why our campaign gets more financial support from active duty and retired military than all the rest combined. They want to defend America, not be part of some globalist scheme to take away our country's independence. And by the way, at both rallies, nobody was for the monstrous Trans-Texas Corridor or the North American Union. And those are Ron Paul's words, Ben. Preach it, Ron. Uh, folks, uh, stay tuned. Thursday night, 7 to 9 Eastern, we will have Law or Lie. I just wanted to let you guys know, because I mean, if you guys are standing by for Law or Lie, it's a little bit that we came up with, and it's really great. Charles Ratner will join us on air. We will have Law or Lie. And we are going to be interviewing the author of Surviving Martial Law as well. Absolutely. So that will be, be very interesting. Folks, it's a jam-packed show for Thursday. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Animal Farm Radio Show. We will see and hear all of you Thursday. Call us. Let us know. Email us. And let's fight, folks. Let's fight the New World Order. Take care. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye.